about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Father, we just thank you. We give you glory, Lord. We come to you with thanksgiving in our hearts, Father, just to thank you for breath in our lungs. Thank you, Lord, for our senses, our legs. Father, thank you that all of us have roofs over our head. And for those who don't, Father, you're going to provide. Father, we thank you that you are so good. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, your forgiveness, your goodness, your anointing, your power, your blessings. Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for your word. It is true. Thank you that you are such a good God. You are such a good daddy. Thank you, Lord, that we don't ever go begging for bread. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. You are the Alpha and Omega. You are the Lion and the Lamb. And you are such a good God. And I just come to you with such an awe of thanksgiving for who you are. For I can't do anything without you, Father. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the anointing on my life. I thank you for the anointing inside of me. And I thank you that you gave it to me, Lord. And I thank you that you use my vocal cords, Father. Take everything of Tosh out and just have you go through me, Father. Or whatever you will have me to say tonight, Father. I thank you that I will bless your people. We rebuke distractions right now. We rebuke the enemy. We're trying to clog ears. But, Father, we speak forth that spiritual ears be open right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you that whatever comes out, Father, it is anointed, it is by you and the Holy Ghost, and that it's going to do what it's sent to accomplish. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen, amen. Let's do this. Here's a title, Cody, for you. It's called The Word Works. Okay? The Word Works. I think we say that here, right? The Word Works. So turn to Psalm 138.2. I go between New Living and Amplified. Psalm 138.2. When you get there, say amen. 138. Thank you, Dinah. 138.2. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I might start getting excited. I don't care if it's a Wednesday night. Listen, me and doctor. I mean... I can't remember calling David in front of everyone, but I call him doctor. That's his nickname. <laughs> we were talking about that, that the different anointings, right? And how sometimes there's just a different anointing on Sunday than it is Wednesday. But then I'm like, not that you're being arrogant or anything. You're just like, but I'm anointed. So wherever I go, the anointing is going to go with me. So it doesn't have to be just a Sunday or Wednesday. I'm anointed at work. I'm anointed in the kitchen. I'm anointed when I take a shower. It doesn't stop. So I'm like, the anointing does not have to be different tonight because it's Wednesday. The anointing is still anointing. The Holy Ghost is still the Holy Ghost. He's not in increased in strength on Sunday and decreased in strength on Wednesday. So if you guys can just open up your own hearts and spirits and say, listen, you're going to receive what God has for you tonight, then you're going to receive what you have to, okay? Because anointing, it's not going to be depleted on my end because I'm trusting God has already anointed me. And we're not doing this humble, like you got to be so humble of who you are. No, there is a certain level you do have to have humility. But when you know who backs you and who's with you and in you, you better go like you know daddy God is right there. The king of kings is right there with you, right? And I'm not speaking out of my feelings this is the word of god so go to the word okay psalm 138 2 that's why this word right here is called the word works 
I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth and faithfulness. For you have exalted above all else your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above all your name. So that's why I said the word works, because the Lord wanted me to remind you about his word and the importance of his word and how it does work. In the verse, it says that he magnifies above all else his name, that his word is magnified, sorry, his word is magnified above all of his name. That means he esteems his word even over his name. That's amazing. He's like, it's the word, right? Now listen, we already know there's power in the name of Jesus because I can just start saying Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus, 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 power backs it, Jesus, right? Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus, huh? When we say Jesus, people get upset about that, but it's Jesus. It's not Buddha, Allah, anything. It's Jesus. There's power and anointing and authority in Jesus. But if I'm, if I'm telling you the word says he esteems his word over the name, just listen how this sounds. Well, devil, get off of my family in the name of Jesus. I speak for peace and prosperity in the name of Jesus. I think that I'm healed by your stripes in the name of Jesus. You hear that? There's a difference in that because the word is going to back it. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Thank you, Lord. I rebuke you, devil. When your situation that you have going on right now meets the word, supernatural things can take place. When your faith connects with the word without doubt or unbelief, then suddenlies happen. When the word attaches itself to your finances, can nobody talk to you about inflation? What's inflation? The word is attached to my finances. What do you mean I don't have enough? The word is attached to my finances. He's Jehovah Jireh in my life. He's the provider, the provider, not a provider, the provider. Huh? When something's happening in your life that's not lined up with the word, you got to use the word to bring a divine reversal to what is happening in your life. Okay, y'all going to have to wake up. Y'all go ahead. Listen, I'm about to start getting excited and run around. When y'all, it's okay. It, it is, it'll get to you. It'll get to you. Okay? It'll get to you. Listen, with the word, guys, with the word, the enemy has to release his hold off of you and your family. It's with the word. The word is what's going to get the enemy to back up. The word is telling the enemy that he's already defeated foe. The word tells you that you're victorious. The word is what's going to bring forth deliverance. The word is what's going to bring forth healing. The word is what brings forth healing to the trauma that some of you may say that you still have. The word is what brings forth deliverance and breaks off generational curses that may have been passed on. The word is what's going to speak to your life and say, I don't care what my mom or my daddy did. It doesn't matter what they said about me because the word is telling me who I am. The word speaks forth my identity. It's the word, it's the word, it's the word. That's the most important thing. That's why it's so key and important that you are in a church that speaks forth the word. I mean the word. Listen to men and women who preach forth the word. Men and women who prophesy the word. Let me tell you, I just watched a video today, and it was in church. And a pastor was up there and had a toy. I've got kids in here. A certain toy, an adult toy, the pastor, who was trying to preach about it. Stop it. With a toy. And also had a magazine. You guys know what I'm talking about. Trying to make a point. When are we going to start reverencing the word? You can preach and teach about something, but you don't have to bring certain items attached to it that has certain stigmas attached to it. 
And then the people, when he was talking and pastoring about it, they were laughing. He, ha, ha, like it's all good. And I was like looking, going, Lord, where is the discernment in the body of Christ? And it reminded me that people don't know the word because they go based on what someone else is preaching. So I'm going to tell you, don't go based on what I say. Don't go based on what Pastor Ben says. Don't go based on what Apostle Tom says or anyone else who get up here on a Wednesday. You got to know the word for yourself. Because I'm like, people got to test the spirit. Well, how do you test the spirit if you don't have the spirit to even test the spirit? Hmm. Hence why I say the word of God is so important. There is such an anointing when you connect to the word of God. There's so much power and authority when you connect to the word of God. It's like the woman with the issue of blood, right? She knew she had to get some type of connection. She knew she had to go there. She had this issue of blood for over 18 years. But when she went and connected and touched the hem of his garment, and made that connection with the word. It took one day for that blood to dry up. Y'all don't hear me. 18 years. But when she knew I got to connect to the word, that issue she had dried up in one day. And that's a word for some of you today. The Lord wants me to show you. There's been things that you've been dealing with for a long time. And he is saying if you connect to the word, there can be a supernatural transformation and turnaround immediately. There's going to be immediately happening when you connect yourself with the word, your situation with the word. And stop trying to do it on your own strength and your own might. God is saying connect it to the word. And that means give it to him and let it go. Don't keep going back and going back. Give it to him and let him go. Connect your situation with the word. So it can be a turnaround. Listen, what faith is to God is worry to the enemy. And if many of you are worrying, you need to repent and say, Lord, I'm not going to worry about this situation anymore, for I trust you because I'm connecting it with the word. Hallelujah. And don't concern yourself with things of how it's going to happen. Like I said, many of you got in the car today, you just turned it on. You didn't wonder, is the engine going to start? Do I have enough oil? Is it gas? What else do I have to do? You turned the ignition and started it. Well, God is wanting me to remind many of you, don't worry about how it's going to take place. Don't look at it and try to say, is it going to work out this? Is it going to be like this? Is it going to be like that? He's saying you turn the car on and let it go. Listen, here's some word. Faith. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things we cannot see. 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight, living our lives in manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be on guard, stand firm in your faith in God, respecting his precepts and keeping your doctrine sound. Act like mature men and be courageous, be strong. Hebrews 11, 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Mark 9, 23, Jesus saying, what do you mean if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. John eleven forty says, Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would seek God's glory if you believe? Connect with the word. That was the word. That's all I'm saying. That's the word. Connect with the word. I had a correction in my spirit. And you know, I said correction for those who heard me a couple of weeks ago say the Holy Spirit does not convict me as a believer. It does not convict you. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman and a comforter for us. Now, the people of the world, he convicts. Like it says in John 16, 8. 
He convicts them. He corrects us. So I had a correction a while ago. And the Holy Spirit was like, I cannot study me. Talking to me. I cannot study only to preach the gospel. I have to study to connect to the word. Because let's be honest, I was doing that for a while. I was like, oh, I got to preach. Let me just hurry up and get some words so I can preach. Because listen, anointing going to show up anyway. Let me just... And I'm like, this is not, this is not right. So the Holy Spirit said, you got to, that can't continue to happen for the levels that he's trying to take me to, that he's trying to take many of you to. You can't just study when something hit in your life. Let me find all these scriptures so I can read it. You better know the word right now. So when something does come against you, you got the word to back it because you connected to it. Right? All right, let me go. Let's go to Hebrews 10, 22. I'm this close to saying I won't be long. That <laughs> won't be long. Anna Maria, huh? <laughs> you like don't say it, <laughs> no, right? Hebrews ten twenty two, twenty three. I'm reading from the message real quick. So let's do it, full of belief, confident that we're presentable inside and out. Let's keep a firm grip on the promises that keep us going. He always keeps his word. The New Living Translation says, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. So my question to you is what has the Lord spoken to you? each and every one of you personally, that you're waiting for full manifestation. Do you think he broke his promise about what he said to you? He cannot. He cannot break his promises because he is the promise keeper. He's the promise keeper. Now, there are some things that the Lord has spoke to me about, too, that I'm still waiting on full manifestation. But you know what? I know it's coming. I'm, I'm waiting in anticipation and expectancy. And I'm like, thank you. I'm already thanking them for it. Thank them that it's already done. Right? Just like when I received the word, too, that um, I was called to preach years ago. And I was hearing from many people, you called to preach, called to preach, called to preach. Now, I didn't run up here and start preaching. <laughs> I didn't. It would have been a mess. But I, I did not. So I had to wait for that to come to pass just like when my grandmother spoke to my life when ben, well I was a Muslim with Ben and I was taking care of my grandmother and she came to me and now she had dementia I think I told some of you this story a little bit she had dementia and we were Muslims at the time and I was taking care of my grandmother and she was cooking breakfast and then out of no she wasn't she wanted to cook breakfast I wouldn't let her she came to me before and said hey I just want to tell you that God spoke to me and I'm thinking here she go with her dementia stuff okay God spoke to me and said that you and Ben are going to be used mightily for the kingdom of God. And I'm thinking in my brain, yeah, she must be talking about Allah, because right there I have a little head wrap on. So I'm like, yeah, we are. We're going to be used. Okay. She's like, no, really going to be used. Jesus is going to use you guys a lot. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And she said, want me to cook breakfast? I'm like, you can't cook breakfast, Grandma. You leave the oven on. You leave stuff on. So I was like, okay, even when she said that, I was still a Muslim for uh, probably a year and a half, two after that. Even though she spoke that in my life, right? Prophetic words can be great. They really can. And I'm one who operates in the prophetic. And God has shifted me into a prophet position. So I get it. I, I definitely get that. But I'm going to tell you what changed my life. Wasn't all the words that said I was going to preach. Not my grandmother saying I'm going to do great things. But when I connected to the word of God, that's what changed me. That's what confirmed that I was supposed to preach to God. Because just like pastor said before, apostle said before, is that when you're reading the Bible and you're reading some words, some things are just standing out to you. 
and it's bold. You're like, where where'd that come from? Was that been there all the time? And it kept showing me, and I kept seeing all the time, how beautiful are the feet to those who preach the gospel? How beautiful are the feet? And I'm like, what? What does that even mean? How beautiful are the feet to those who preach the gospel? And I would sit on that scripture for weeks even. Weeks. So every time I need something in the word of God, I don't always go to some like, can you give me a prophetic word? Can you give me a word? I need to listen to prophet. No, I go right to the word of God because that's the word that's going to completely transform my life. That is the word that's going to completely transform each and every one of you, your lives. And while I was waiting on the manifestation to preach, I allowed the, the word to do a work in me. There was stuff in me, believe it or not. <laughs> that had to come out. There were some things he needed to tweak in me before I can even get up behind a pulpit. Because one thing I'm going to tell you about me is I'm not going to be back here just preaching that, 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 not living a life that is holy because I have to represent daddy God in all that I do. You know what I'm saying? We have to represent him in all that we do. You're going to see the fruit in my life. You're going to see the fruit in my family's life. You're going to see the fruit behind what we talk about. Because I represent daddy. I represent the king of kings, the lord of lords. I represent Jesus. I can't just do the talk. I got to do the walk. And so do many of you. So I allowed the Holy Spirit and the word to do a work on the inside of me. I allowed him to flow through me. And I'm saying him because Holy Spirit is not an it. Him. It's a person. So some of you, the Lord wants, to have, he, he wants me to tell you that you need to come into agreement with the word. And allow the word to have you look at things differently. Don't get stuck in your culture. Don't get stuck in the past. Don't get stuck in how it worked before. He's like, allow the word to do a work in you to look at things differently. Because the word is what's going to allow you to, to step into the position that many of you are supposed to step in. Completely step in. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. And I got to tell many of you what God has called you to do. No, he's going to give you the grace to do it. He's already given you the grace to do it. And let me just say this too, little tidbit. If it doesn't work out the way you want it right away, it's okay. It may not look the way you want it, but God, that's a word right there, but God so don't go by how it looks because there's a but God in the mix. And it reminded me of Lazarus, right? I'm going to skip through. I wrote some stuff down about Lazarus for many, maybe not know the story completely, but a little bit about Lazarus as far as how something may not work out or look the way you want it, but it ends up working out like that in the end. Okay. And Lazarus, let me see, John 11, three through four. John 11, 3 through 4. So the sister sent word to him, meaning Jesus, saying, Lord, he, our brother and your friend. Seem like they try to manipulate. Our brother ain't your friend. <laughs> I want to remind them. It's your friend, Jesus. You, your friend. Okay. Whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death, but on the contrary, it is for the glory and honor of God so that he, so that the son of God may be glorified by it. Jump down to verse 11. He said this. And after that said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there to wake him. Okay. Verses 21. Then Martha said to Jesus, when she heard him coming, he was on his way to finally after four days to come and see Lazarus. So Martha runs out there and meets him and says, um, Jesus, Lord, if, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. 
even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give to you. Jesus told her, your brother will rise from the dead. Martha replied, I know that he will rise from the dead in the, res in the resurrection of the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even if he dies. Verse 39, Jesus said, take away the stone, Martha, because now they're at the stone where Lazarus is. The sister of the dead man said to him, Lord, by this time there will be an offensive odor, for he has been dead four days. It is hopeless. Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you believe in me, you will see the glory of God? Verse 43, when he had said this, he shouted with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Out came the man who had been dead, his hands and feet tightly wrapped in burial clothes and with the burial cloth cloth wrapped around his face Jesus said to him unwrap him and release him now this it is not a story is true like because like, some people say bible stories no it's, it's true it's the word of God okay this happened and although it did not end up the way Martha and Mary and all of them wanted it to look but God <laughs> showed up on the scene right and Jesus proclaimed he's only sleeping now, here's my shortened version. This is Latasha's shortened version with, with a little attitude, right? Lazarus' sister, Martha, was like, listen, Jesus, if you was here when I told you in the first place, my brother wouldn't even die, right? And some of us feel like, I, I, the Lord's gonna say, some of us got attitudes when we deal with the Lord too. Listen, Lord, you told me that you was gonna bless my finances and I'm still waiting on it. Lord, you said you were bringing me a husband and I'm still waiting on that husband. Like, what is going on? Lord, you said you were gonna bring all of my family into the kingdom of God and I'm still waiting on that kingdom of God. What an attitude, okay? Jesus said back to her when she was like, you wouldn't have been here. He said back to her, your brother is going to rise up. She said, I already know that. I already know in the resurrection. How, we, how many of us do that to Jesus too? We already know what the word says. I already know. I don't need to have it said to me five times. You said that verse already about anxiety. I'm tired of hearing about that. Lord, you already said this. I'm tired of hearing about that word because I already know. <laughs> right? I love how he showed me this. Because we know we act like that. I already know. Jesus looking at her. She said, I already know. I can hear Jesus looking at her going, nah, you don't know. Because <laughs> you going back and forth with me. Right? Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. I am. Right away, you think she would just shut her mouth? Because if you're talking to the resurrection and the life, just be quiet, somebody dead. You're talking to the one who's resurrection and life, okay? Whose very name means return to life. Jesus, Jesus, okay? So then... Mary sees Jesus out there. She runs out, right? There's Jesus. There's Jesus. But when she ran out, she fell at Jesus' feet and sobbed, okay? By this time, Jesus was like, I'm upset. Now I'm, I'm, I'm angered right now. And I'm troubled because of why? The unbelief. The unbelief. Like he's telling you, I'm here. He's telling you, He's only sleeping. He's telling you he's going to be raised up. He's telling you, I am the resurrection and the life. So what is the same for many of you that you're going to Jesus about stuff? And he's like, I'm here. 
already said I'm your protector. I already said I'm provider. I already said I'm going to save your family. I already said I'm going to heal you. I already said it's done. I already said it. I already said it. You're already victorious. I already said it. That's who he is. That's his name. That's his word. He esteems his word above his name. That's his word, right? That entire example was for all of you to look at. It may not look the way you want it to look right now, but we do not walk by sight. We look, we walk by faith. We don't look at how it looks right now. We look at, we know the end result. Jesus knows the beginning from the end. He knows better than we know. Let him work it out in your life. Let him work it out. Even if it feels a little uncomfortable, even if it's not looking the way you want it, even if the person or the people or the situation is still looking kind of crazy, you still say, Lord, I trust you in this because who you are. Get in the word and attach and connect the word to the situation. It's going to work out. Let me remind you, it's going to work out. Jesus has never fought and lost a battle yet. Why would you think he would lose yours? He's already victorious in it. It's like I, I told, I think I was talking to Ben one time, and I said, can you imagine a fighter getting in the ring, don't even have on gloves because he's like, I already won the fight. I already won the fight. I don't, need, I don't even need to get taped up because I already won. I don't even need to swing because just me stepping in the ring means it's already done. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Just stepping in the ring means it's already done. Whoo, Jesus. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> it's like I want to go like, Jesus Jesus because sometimes we forget about that we forget about who he is and the power that who he is he's not just saying I'm king he is the king we're his children we're his sons and daughters I tell you my sons and daughters they need anything they don't have to want for anything because I got them and you believe if they got to go in battle I'm going to step in front if I'm going to do that as a mother, believe me, what is the Father in heaven going to do for us? When he has legions of angels that backs him, when we got that backing, when he says, listen, I walk in authority, when we got that authority, when he says it's already done, we have that authority that it's already done. So you want to say, back up, devil. You know who I am. I have the word of God. I got the word in me. I got the word. I can release it from my mouth. I have that same anointing that Jesus did when he spoke things in existence. You have that same power in your mouth. Speak life or death, but speak life because you could choose it. Listen, when I've been having situations of feeling symptoms in my hip, I was sitting there and I wasn't lying. I was just like, mm-hmm. How'd your hip feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when are we doing it? Mm-hmm. Yep, the hip and bend. Yep, mm -hmm. but I'm healed. I'm just, okay, I'm just going to push you because I'm healed. I am healed. I'm not, not listen, you're either going to speak life or death. When it comes to finances, and your bank account might look different than what you wanted. You're going to speak life to grow or to death. You better speak life to it and get that word in there. Especially if you say, I'm a tither. Like, the, these are the promises that belong to me because I tithe. You said you're going to rebuke the devourer for my sake. You said you're going to, the canker worms are going to go. You said that you're going to. Jesus. Go to Isaiah 55, 11. 55, 11. I think I'm almost done. 55, 11. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. 
The word will always have room, y'all, to do what the word has to do in your life. Not only your life, that's the good thing about the word, but in your family members' lives, in your finances, in your ministries, on your jobs, in your health and healing, in your mindsets. Huh? The word is going to either expand your worldview or it's going to destroy it. The word is going to either challenge you to grow and mature or you're going to choose to ignore the word of God and say the stay, stay the same. Because we know that we get good word that come through this church. Now, it is up to you if you choose to take the word and let it do what it's supposed to do in your life. That is not on me. That's not on Pastor Ben. It's not on Apostle Tom. It's you. What are you going to do with the word? Because if we see people still getting this kind of word and not still unable to change, that doesn't come on us. That's you choosing of what you're going to do with the word. The word has completely changed my life since the first time I stepped foot in here. And I tell everyone I started in the back. Back row. Back row ready to leave. <laughs> back row. Because what did I say? I'm going to say it again. I thought this place was straight up lily white. And I said, the Lord could not possibly have me in a church like this. Possibly not. And I remember when I came, I don't know if I told Mary, I told a few people, I'm like, I'm only going to be here for like a couple of years. I'm getting out of here. I'm not, I can't stay here. Only a few years. <laughs> How long has it been? <laughs> That's why Anna's like, don't say it. Because anytime you say, tell the Lord you ain't going to do anything, you're going to do it. And I remember in Georgia, we went to this church and I stepped in. It was all black. And I went, you possibly can't have me in this all black church. And listen, I got to use black and white. Let's just culture, okay? It's just culture. I'm not in the culture. I'm kingdom culture. I'm just saying how I've grown because before I got to this point in the word, that's how I looked at it. Just a black church. I don't, I can't be in the black church. <laughs> and we stayed for what? Uh, like a year. It's like the Lord's like, every time you say you're not going to do something, you're going to do it. And the first church we ever went to coming out of Islam, which we have such a love for blacks, couldn't really stand whites. Couldn't stand you. We called you devils, okay? All the white people, you were devils, okay? We did not want. The very first church, when we got born again, the Lord had us go to, and it was a white pastor. <laughs> and someone tell me the Lord has a sense of humor, because I'm just like, what is happening? Like, you couldn't let us get saved and born again at a black, at least black pastor, since we, you, you was a white guy? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, Lord, help us. Yeah, so, <laughs> and when I tell you this man was like a father to us and helped us grow so much, that it was just like, well, Lord, I mean, really like a father to us and taught us a lot. And within a year of us being born again at that church, he had us over the children's ministry. And I never forget, he got up in the front of the church and he had, it was a pretty nice sized church. They had two services and told them, yes, the Lord has me, we, um, uh, what's the word? When you get lifted up, when you get promoted, yes. He said, I, yes, I am promoting Ben Latasha, the ex-Muslims over your children. And I'm like, Please don't say that. Like, don't say it. Don't say it. Please don't. But he knew what God said for him to do, and he did it. So imagine, we were, had this mindset of Islam, came out, got born again, got into a church within a year, God put us in with children. That's the Lord. That's the word. And we learned so much. When we got here, I still had some of that mindset, remember? Lily White. And now I'm like, it's about kingdom. It's kingdom culture. It doesn't matter about white or black. Because listen, I'm going based on your fruit and your spirit. Because I test the spirit. Okay? 
So that's what it's about. So as I said, the word's going to challenge you to grow or stay the same. It challenged me to grow. And it's still challenging me to grow. None of us have arrived. None of us. If you just open up and tell the Lord, okay, show me where else is in me. Because when you get annoyed with someone too, and sometimes you have a right to because you're like, oh my gosh, they, oh, here we go. But then you go, you know what? I'm not going to allow that mess to stop the anointing on my life that I'm just going to love you and pray for you and keep it moving. Now, I tell people all the time, just because I'm a pastor, don't mean everyone has access to me. You don't. You don't. I love you all. I pray for all of you. I'm there. But as far as access, because you can't allow everyone to have that access because they'll start draining you. Come, I, listen, I, you all know I'm a therapist. I go through, I hear the, the, the worst of stories. That's why I know when I sit here and talk about the word of God, I'm like, you have to have it because people need each and every one of you. It's not just on the pastor. That's why I said, why do, why do everyone need access to me when they can have access to all of you? You know what I'm saying? Because this is a kingdom thing. It's not a five-fold ministry thing. It's a kingdom thing. Because I'm telling you, some of you will be able to reach people that I would never reach. And that's why I even thank God for the field he has me in. Because there are people I get to talk to that will never step foot in a church. Ever. And I had a lady come today who said, every time I come and see you, it's her third time. I just feel so good. Like, I feel like I can do, go out and do everything. Do, go out and do exactly what you tell me to do. That's amazing. Then I'm thinking in my brain, well, I wish some people at church did the same thing. Listen. <laughs> Listen, when Apostle Tom talk about healing for people who don't know any better and they get the healing and deliverance, but with us, because we, we, we know so much, like Martha, I already know what's going on. We get like that, I already know. No, you don't know. So you got to be open to grow, right? Hebrews 4.12, don't turn to it. For the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires, right? Because the word is a sword. Not only can it help you against your enemies, okay, on the outside, but it also will help with the opposition of your thoughts and your mindsets that don't line up on the inside. Sometimes we think of the sword and the enemies. No, sometimes we are our worst enemy. It's us that stops things and holds the anointing up. We the ones that times will clog up our river that's supposed to flow freely, right? But I tell you, every time you declare the word of God on the inside of you, the power is released. And as I said, I'm reminded when the Lord said about reset, the word can give you a fresh start, a fresh reset. The word can give you a fresh mind, a fresh way of doing things, a fresh way to handle people when they're ratchet to you, because people still ratchet. The fresh way of talking to people, a fresh way of doing business, a fresh way of handling your money, a fresh way of getting the study, and a fresh way of learning how to talk to people. But you got to just make a decision. you got to make a decision that you're going to make the word a priority. That you're going to make a decision that even when it doesn't make sense to you, you're going to trust the word. That even if you don't get the promotion, you're going to trust God in the word. Even when you don't get married right away, you're going to trust the word. Even when your finances look funny, you still trust the word. Even when you still have symptoms in your body, you choose to trust the, Lord, the word completely. Even if it looks completely different and opposite than what you are wanting and expecting, you make a decision to put two, ten toes down and say, I'm choosing to trust the word. Reset reset your thinking reset doesn't take place in january it starts right now it already happened it starts right now you don't gotta wait till the new year to do anything different it starts right here and right now 
Step out and do something different. Change somebody's life. Get out your own comfort zone and figure it out. Like, let the Lord use you. Let the Holy Ghost use you. Let the Word use you to minister to somebody else. It's time for you all to walk in the mandate and assignment he has called you to do and for you all to be obedient to what that is, right? Let's make this December a December to remember. Remember I said that the other day and I saw Lexus. I don't know if I can say it online. But a December to remember. We don't have to wait to 2024 to start doing things new. You don't have to wait to 2024 to decide to get into the word of God. You don't have to wait Start today to connect to the word of God, to use it for your situation. Start today to say, you know what? I'm taking territory back from the enemy, from my family. I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm not going to allow anxiety anymore to place a hold on me. I'm not going to have depression place a hold on me anymore. I'm not going to allow stagnancy or what anybody says about me. I don't care about opinions. Go by the opinion of what he said about you, the identity of what he said who you are and use that and when things look funny then you use your mouth to speak forth the things so they can change divine reversal is here but you have to do your part yes we walk by faith not by sight but you know what you got to use your mouth to speak the faith because it's impossible to please God without faith so he had me tell you make the word a priority because there's things that we have to do each and every one of us right Thank you, Father. Okay, thank you, Lord. I thank you that this word goes and does what it's supposed to, Father. Like your word says, it goes where to you sent it to accomplish, and it will accomplish everything that you have it to. Father, I thank you that your people will go forward in power and a hunger for your word, Lord. Today, today, a hunger for your word. We trust you, Lord, and we give you glory for it. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. the key